Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Emilio Garcia from Boundify, and welcome to another episode of Demand Gen Studio, where we cover demand generation topics for B2B marketing and sales professionals. I'm really happy to have the opportunity to talk to you again. It's been a while. I've been busy, um, so I have neglected uh, the episodes a little bit. But I hope that everybody everybody is um, doing well. I hope uh, you're having a fantastic day if you're listening this today. And of course, um, if you listen to that later, if you listen to it later, uh, feel free to reach out in all the channels that we live stream this episode. And let us dive in into our conversation for today. I pick something that um, it is, I will say, in the fringes of demand generation because usually demand generation focus only or primarily on um, brand awareness, lead generation, and to some extent, customer acquisition, especially the velocity of that acquisition. And what happens after is usually outside of its realm. However, uh, customer retention is important, and we will see why, because if, if we don't cover that part, if we don't, if we don't have a handle of the customer retention process, what will suffer will be the demand generation, especially the demand creation portion, right? It's demand creation as part of demand generation relies heavily on the brand. And the brand, um, it's a cumulative effort of not just who you are and who you take care of and where you stand for, but also the, the, the experiences that your current customers and past customers have had with your company. And that builds that reputation, which is the basis or the foundation for a great um, demand creation process. So quite important. And that's the reason I decided to um, start um, that topic or cover that topic for today. Uh, let us dive in uh, right away into it. And, um, and the first question, the first area, obviously, is, uh, I want to cover is what do we mean by customer retention? Uh, what is the meaning of that? And, you know, generally is the um, customer retention, you can say that it refers to the ability of companies to turn customers or clients into repeated buyers, right? And to some extent to prevent them from switching to competitors, right? And um, it indicates to some level uh, the quality of the products and services that you offer to your existing, existing customers. Right. And in, in theory, uh, to accomplish that, there are a series of strategies, right? So you will put in place in your company processes and initiatives that will allow you to um, build that customer loyalty and over time improve the customer lifetime value, which is something that we will cover very shortly. Right. And I was explaining or, or Discussing that at the beginning of the conversation, uh, customer retention is different from customer acquisition or lead generation in the sense that uh, you primarily focus on lead generation and customer acquisition on getting new business, right? Interacting or, or getting in front of people that you have never worked with before. While customer retention focus on um, building a great experience for your current customers so they can continue to purchase from you or continue their services. And um, so it's a, it's a different angle at the whole 
uh, revenue growth idea for, you know, something that is important for all companies. Now, I have hinted why customer retention is important. One of the reasons might be that impacts marketing, but um, the biggest impact for why customer retention is important is because is very cost effective at um, generating or increasing revenue. Uh, according to Harvard Business Review, acquiring a customer can be between five and as much as 25 times more expensive than holding to an existing one. So um, that is really important. It is understandable that for especially most new businesses, and or or businesses that are launching or in, introducing new products to the market, uh, customer acquisition will be the most import, important activity. That is pretty understandable, and that is the reason usually customer acquisition has so much coverage, right, in terms of sales training and marketing efforts, because for a lot of businesses, what matters is to acquire new customers. There's not a big base of current ones that they can rely on. However, it's important to not forget that once you have a decent base and you are growing steadily, then you should not neglect the fact that your best growth opportunity is with your current clients, right? If they have great experiences, they will continue buying from you it will be easier to offer them other products or services that you have in your company and cross-sell or upsell them. So th because that reduced friction and the, the fact that happy customers will probably buy more from you easier uh, than um, you know new prospects that have never had the experience of working with your company, uh, that is the reason that acquiring, you know, um, acquiring a new customer is quite expensive compared to holding an existing one. So that will be primarily the biggest um, benefit, right? Um, that is more more cost effective. But the other big component, something that companies that HubSpot promotes very heavily, is that happy customers usually talked about your company in a good way and they become advocates or evangelists of your brand, and that feeds your marketing um, efforts. Actually, I will argue that most um, customer acquisition marketing efforts are rarely, um, you know, Roy positive uh, unless you have a strong brand behind it. Right. So uh, the best example that I can I can relate to that is that it's like a starting a fire. Right. So marketing budget, especially for paid efforts in in particular, it is like, you know, the Kindle, the 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 starter that you put at the beginning, uh, very effective to starting the fire. But it fails miserably if you if you want to use it to hold the fire for a long time. For actually um, holding that fire, you really need logs of wood. And those logs are, are that, the strength of your brand. And the only way to build that strength is if you have happy customers that build a good reputation for the company. So that's the other big component of why customer retention is important is because um allows you to have a very effective marketing effort or in order in the other way that you can see it at it is that is leverage 
right? With very little effort, when you have a strong customer retention program, with very little effort from your marketing efforts, you will have a high impact in terms of lead generation and obviously on customer acquisition and the velocity that you close clients. So that's the other key component that sometimes is hidden because attribution for great brand is hard to measure, right? The impact of those good conversations are very hard to measure. You will not see them on your regular attribution tools. Right? They will probably show up just like SEO, organic traffic, and um, it, it is hard to measure. And the other great thing about that, um, uh, you know, great experience that customers might have is that you can leverage that, especially in B2B, in the form of testimonials, case studies, reviews in directories or sites where you can leverage that um, good um, vibe that your client, happy clients have about the company. So great, great way to improve demand generation because allows you to essentially uh, leverage your um, demand creation process very well. So I would argue those are the two main reasons. Obviously, there are, might be more, but the two main reasons why customer retention is key to demand generation. Now, um, obviously, you want to have some metrics, um, some some a way of measuring the impact that your program might have. And there are many, many metrics that you can use. Um, but I obviously recommend that you focus on some or just a handful of them. Um, I will to, today talk about three that um, you will find very often on, you know, the lit literature uh, about it. Um, so you have customer retention rate, customer lifetime value, and customer churn rate. And they measure slightly different things. Um, so it's worth exploring what they are. I will start with the most popular customer retention rate. And so what it is, is a measure of the percentage of uh, previous customers that remain loyal to your business over time, right? So this, obviously, you always measure over a period of time. And you need um, three inputs. One is the number of customers that you have at the beginning of the period, right, that you are measuring. Let us imagine that, for example, you're measuring uh, customer retention rate by month or customer retention um, by year, right? Usually the period will depend on the frequency that you um, turn over those clients. So B2B usually will be longer peers. Maybe you have a quarterly or yearly metric. And for more uh, transaction-oriented or B2C, you will have probably something that measures on months, weeks, or I, I guess you can think about a daily basis for some, some, some um, scenarios but I doubt it. So you need the number of clients or customers that you have at the beginning of the period. And then the number of clients that uh, you ended up having at the end, right, of that period. So the, the beginning and the, the photo or the picture that you have at the beginning at the end. And finally, you uh, the third metric that you need, then you need the number of customers that you added uh, as new customers over that uh, period of time. And then the formula, and I know that, you know, looking or listening to this is hard enough. Um, so, but the formula is you take the number of clients that you have at the end of the period, and then you subtract the number of clients that you added, and you divide all that for the ones that you have at the beginning, and you multiply by 100. So that will give you a ratio, right? Um, 
in, in, in theory, if you don't add anything and you keep the same amount in, in, out, you will have 100%. And if you lose clients, uh, then obviously it's going to be lower than 100%. So that's a very quick way to measure customer retention is the one that is used the most. Um, that's one metric that, that you know you can rely on. The other one is a slightly different uh, customer lifetime value. I like it especially for um, B2B efforts where you have recurring revenue because sometimes if you just measure, especially marketing efforts, just by one the first purchase that a client does, it might be misleading because if you're really good at retaining clients, they will continue to purchase for you over their lifetime, right? So it's great for e-commerce, especially for low volume um, um, products uh, or high volume products, sorry. Um, imagine for example, Starbucks, that's an example that I use very frequently. Um, the value of a client for Starbucks is not the first cup of coffee that they buy, right? It is the amount of, of um, uh, products that they will buy over their lifetime with Starbucks. And so if you measure it that way, then you will discover that customer retention initiatives will increase that lifetime value. And it's a great metric to use for, for your efforts. And finally, one that is less direct, um, and I will consider negative in some aspects, is churn rate, right? And which is kind of the inverse of the customer retention rate, because here is the percentage of customers that you lose over time. Um, it's very useful in SaaS. Um, and it, just like um, other metrics, it's the way that you use it is that as a way of efficiency, because if your cost of acquisition is very high and you have a very high churn rate, then you run into this problem of uh, having to replenish those um, clients um, in, in, a very, in a very fast way to just keep up with the churn rate, very similar to what happened with email marketing list, right? If, if you don't add enough new emails and you keep losing them because your content is not relevant, then that list is not sustainable because it will not grow. So the same happened um, for SaaS products um, if, if they have that bad relationship. So churn rate is a, is, is a metric that is uh, used on SaaS. Um, quite often. So those are three potential ones. You can go around and, and, and look for more, but I will start there. Now, um, obviously, now that you have, um, you, you know, you have a clear understanding of, yes, I understand that customer retention is important. I understand why. Um, I have selected a metric that matters to me, right? Either customer retention or churn rate or lifetime value. What are the things that I can do to improve customer retention? And in a similar way, here there are tons of things that you can do. There are many, many things that you can do to improve. I have selected a handful of them that I think are especially important for B2B um, clients. But obviously, you can search uh, and, and, and look for additional ideas. But here are the ones that I think are most valuable for B2B clients. The first one is setting expectations early and often, right? So um, I, I see it, especially in the work that we do as an agency. Um, is, is it really, really important that you set the expectations of the engagement right from the beginning and that you communicate them very clearly 
so the clients, uh, you know, know what to expect. Um, sometimes the problem is not necessarily the quality, is that I expected something and then I'm not getting that. Um, and, and that builds up over time, right? At the beginning of the relationship or the service, the client might be happy because he's excited. But as times go by and they discover that the, what they have been promised is not what is being delivered, their the relationship will go, will go sour. And not all of them will be very vocal. Some some will, but some some won't directly with you. They might report that to other people within their team or worst with other potential prospects. And that definitely will not be helpful. So setting up those expectations, it's a, a, a very good idea uh, to improve that retention. Very related to that one is that you communicate results on a regular basis. Again, I think um, for B2B, especially for services, this is essential, right? So um, I don't think there's such a thing as over-communication. Um, you can always scale back if the client tells you so, but uh, um, I would recommend, obviously, to set up in place a plan that will allow you to set up expectations about how and when and who will communicate with the different points of contact. And it's really, really important that in that communication plan, you include not only the uh, point of contact or the buyer, but especially the other uh, stakeholders that might influence the decision to continue that relationship. So that's quite important. Sometimes we neglect people that um, might be against the product or the service and, and we pay the consequences with the client not renewing their contracts and, um, and losing them. So it's really, really important to include them and have them in the picture with a system that allow communication. Now, um, related to that one is offering a, a, you know, support in multiple channels. It's very related to communication. So, and this is one that is easy to um, make mistakes because we assign some channels to some activities or client-facing activities when we should think of them as all of them being uh, potential for support or for client success. For example, something that I have seen is that, you know, maybe you have a support email, right, or a support phone number. But you forget about the fact that maybe the client wants to reach out through a form or they want to reach out through a chat conversation or maybe just, just pick the, the company number and, and they just want to ask with someone that is already taking care of them. So you need to think of all potential channels that you might be using right now for marketing or for sales efforts are, in theory, options for customer success. And it's highly recommended that you build the, um, um, you know, the, the decision tree that allows you to direct those uh, requests to the customer success team and to the right person that is already taking care of that client. So if you have, for example, a chat on your website that if someone is already a client, you have connected your CRM. So what is in front of them is potentially their account manager, for example, or the same happened with a phone call, right? That you have an option to sending that prospect to a customer success 
and that the person that answers can see the relationship that they have with the client, can see the products and services that they have purchased, can see any tickets or any customer-related um, issues that they might have right now so they don't fumble around trying to trying to find help. That's something that I, as customer have I experienced all the time. It looks like one part of the company knows you and cares about you, but the you know the other areas like marketing and and sales behave like you you are not um, a client, and that can be very frustrating. So set up that omni-channel support or multi-channel support for your clients, and don't assume that everybody's going to just look for the one that you have designed, right? Your support email and try to think what will happen if they, if they call us, what will happen if they start a chat conversation or they fill a form because some will do, right? So very important uh, in, in that aspect. Now, obviously related to once you have those channels implemented and you make that communication, issues will arrive, right? They're um, especially for transactional ones. Issues will arrive and you will have requests from your prospect, from, the, from your clients, and you need to have a fast uh, support. And, and, and let me make a precision here. Um, I'm using here some information from Sendesk data. Uh, they say that according to their customer experience trend report that they um, issue on uh, last year, 73% of their customers said that speedy support resolutions are key to a good customer experience. Now, um, the, the trick here is that what rather, rather um, you know, matter the most is that you respond fast, even if you cannot solve the, the problem right away. And I have experienced this myself. Uh, sometimes what I care about the most is that someone can tell me, you know, don't worry, we're taking care of this. And while we are not sure when we will solve it because it's complex, um, we will get back to you by tomorrow or in two days. So I have a clear expectation of when they are coming back and I get that answer quite away. So delivering fast support, of course, is one of the cornerstones of, uh, you know, improving customer retention. And in that aspect, speed matters in terms of acknowledging the, the problem and giving guidance into when we will touch base again with the client so they, they have that information available. Now, um, in theory, if um, you have all those systems uh, place uh, set in place, your um, you know, main metric like customer retention should improve. But unfortunately, um, customer retention is a lagging metric, right? You will know if you're doing a great job after the fact because you will have all that period to build the information. So that is not great because it's not something that you can action if there's, you know, if you're going in the wrong direction in real time. You need something that allows you a lead indicator that allows you to see in real time how things are going. And the best way to do that if is you consistently collect feedback from your customers, right? So that will be the one of the final recommendations in terms of improving customer success. Collect feedback, collect it frequently uh, if you need to, or as frequent as it makes sense. Uh, very similar here for B2C, where there's a lot of transactions or for services where you have a lot of interactions based on ticket, it makes sense to collect that feedback every time that you have an interaction. 
for um, more um, high-end products and services where maybe the relationship need to, you know, you need some time to build that feedback, it will make more sense to maybe ask uh, about it every month or at the end of a milestone or every quarter if, if it is a long-term relationship. What matters if you have consistency that you have a program in place, so here's where your MPS or your, I forgot the name of the other one, where, where you pretty much use faces to say, I'm happy or sad about it, service, and you can get feedback, will make sense, right? So define the rules and ask about them and have in place something to act depending on their answer, right? Um, and that's the real-time portion of it. If um, you have the opportunity to look at that and the happy ones, you want to know what we are doing great, that's a potential source for testimonials, as I was saying before. And for the ones that are not happy, we want to understand why and what we can do about it so we can retain them, right? Have an opportunity to um, change whatever we're doing bad, retain them, and improve that uh, lagging indicator that we have on top, which is the re retention rate. So consistently feedback. And finally, um, another great recommendation is that there are going to be instances where the client want help, but not necessarily from, you know, from the customer support, they might be willing to take um, that um, issue on their own hands. So if you offer great content for both educating the client on how they can take advantage of the products or services, how um, if you build a community around it, uh, that will be a great source of satisfaction it will reduce the amount of people that you need on support. And um, it will allow you also to, you know, answer common questions and, and provide other ways of um, giving them support. If for whatever reason they, they don't solve the, the problem there, they can just scale up and ask your support channel. So educating your customer and offering great content is an excellent way to provide support at the first level and usually also will impact your marketing to some extent because if that content is indexed and you offer solutions not just on your products or service but in the general issues that your clients faces that will index on search console on you know on search engines and will improve your seo for sure so that's another idea so um, there you have it. Those are all the points that I have for today. A kind of like a summary of what we have discussed today. Um, we said, you know, customer retention is important because it feeds your demand generation programs back like in a flywheel at the end. Um, and, and the reason is because it's more effective to retain customers than acquiring ones. So um, that, that's one of the biggest reasons. I highly recommend that you pick at least one lead indicator, one that you will consider your main metric. We talked about retention rate and lifetime value and churn rate, and that you implement some strategies like um, managing expectations, communicating regularly with your prospects and, or, sorry, your clients, delivering fast support, um, getting feedback from them, collecting feedback in the form of customer service um, as soon as, you know, as frequent as necessary, offering a multi-channel support, and finally, educating them on your, um, on your products and services with great content. So I hope you have found this episode helpful. Um, stay tuned for next 
episodes. We um, usually um, update those on all the channels where the Mangen Studio is available. It has been a pleasure. I hope you have a great day. And until the next time, thank you.